I've definitely pressed record this time. Nice. Tell me you can hear it. Yeah, we can hear it. Yes. Hey, it's Andy Holloway from the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. You're listening to Jimmy and Craig on Fantasy Football UK. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> I I literally just sent them an email. I just asked, and they were like, yeah, sure, no worries. He did have to pronounce it contractually. He had to pronounce it as Craig. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. It's a great shame. <clears throat> That's good to know, Craig. <laughs> Cheers, Craig. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Anyway, thank you, Andy Holloway. Thank you, fantasy footballers, fucking legends as they are. Uh, slight change of plan due to not pressing record on the last podcast. Uh, and we've got a special guest in with us today. We've had him here before, but welcome back, Plumley. How are hey. you? Hey, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm excited to be ruining your podcast for another episode. Fantastic. That's what we like. There's nothing quite like a friend ruining something important to another friend. Absolute pleasure, as always. You're always such a beacon of positivity on our shows and in our lives. Ah. (laughs) 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 Don't know where that came from. Uh, So, we are going to be doing a bit of an off-the-cuff show today because Plum's arrival was semi-unexpected but an absolute joy as I said and Plum given that you came what position did you come last year? I mean I I may have sackoed out last year I came dead last in our league dead last in an embarrassing final it was right not my finest hour so you, we, we you seem to save your worst three or four weeks for the last three or four weeks. Yeah, like I mean the season before, I mean I, I make it all the way to the to the cup, playing for the cup and then to come last it was second to last is not great. Will he have to go last to first? That is the question. Mm, that is the question. And hopefully with today's show the answer is a maybe. Uh because I believe you have prepared a few questions that you wanted to run by Craig and I, uh, just talking from the perspective of the average drafter, Joe. You believe wrong. They are not prepared questions. But <laughs> I'll, I'll do what I can and let's try and keep this interesting. Uh, we'll do our very best. Uh, we will be doing a conference breakdown, I believe, next week at some point, just the idea of being a conference cram session. Um, but today is just going to be a very short show, hopefully. Um, just a few questions, little chit chat, uh, kind of like a little cheat sheet almost, I suppose. Just a few things to bear in mind as we get up to draft season. I I do have an important issue I think we could discuss before we go, go into the draft stuff. What are we? What are we thinking regards to uh, drafters that turn up late for a pre-arranged draft time, and how they should be handled? Yeah, this is a really pressing issue for us in our league. Uh, as Jim already knows, one of our compatriots has decided that he's going to be turning up sort of three and a half, four hours late to the draft, which has been organised for over a year. Mm. 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 Uh, I. It's a, it's a 
tricky situation, uh, made all the more tricky from my perspective, purely because the person in question is actually our champion. I'm inclined to make him come up with some sort of list of players, and then we give them to him if they're available. If not, fuck him. Yeah, if he hasn't done that, he's getting best available. Yeah, whether or not it goes in with his roster. We'll just start, yeah, we'll just start filling his squad with best available, and then if he can't build a roster from it, that's his own fault for not being mm. at the draft. Mm. I mean, he should be there for the back half of the draft, I imagine. At which point, there will still be QBs and running backs available. They won't be any good, but they'll still be on the board. I mean, he'll yeah. have Christian McCaffrey no matter what, so... Yeah, I mean... He has a chance. Like, I yeah, feel which like is really irritating. He does deserve to suffer for his... You know, Disrespect. Yeah. I Disrespect so. is a great... It is. It's not like it's a, something to do with his job or like it's something important. It's a football match. It's like, soccer. Yes. Kissing a football around for 90 minutes for nothing to happen. Yeah. He's not a professional. He, like, just a kickabout, basically. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, That's that. <laughs> so realistically, he's going to be getting Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, Joe Mixon, according to top two hundred, which is really annoying to pair with Christian McCaffrey. Uh, it's going to be quite a strong start. <laughs> anyway, let's just go. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, we've got to mention the one big bit of news: Leonard Fournette waived by the Jags. Uh, as of Monday morning. Uh, so he is obviously a free agent. I'd imagine him to clear waivers and be a complete free agent. Uh, I wonder if it would be better for him to hold on and wait for an injury to happen and then get picked up. Because right now, someone like the Bears could pick him up and then conceivably bench him after four weeks when David Montgomery's back. Or the Eagles do the same, but with Miles Sanders, which is quite an interesting situation. I don't know the ins and outs of it, um, but it's a lot for a workhorse to suddenly just get dropped like that. But when they were apparently unable to trade him for a handshake, maybe he's a prick. I think he's still going to land somewhere. I think he will definitely. I think he'll be signed before the season starts. Nine days. Yeah, like someone will take him because he, like, you know exactly what you're getting from him from a production perspective. Like, you know what he's going to do on the field. Mm, I have heard whispers of the Bucks, which would be very interesting to see what it does to Ronald Jones. Mm. Mm. Anyway, let's crack on. We said we were going to keep this short. Plum, ask us stuff. Uh, stuff. Okay. Uh, so, our league's an IDP league. Uh, and that's something that I think would be a good area to talk about. Like, where do you see the value this year? Any specific players? Or? For me, IDP is mostly about matchups. It's about streaming. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, streaming streaming is pick, picking out a weakness and changing your team accordingly. Uh, so it'd be streaming against, for example, rookie quarterbacks or quarterbacks who are particularly prone to risky throws. Um and terrible O-lines. Uh, so, for example, I would consider streaming against uh, the Jets. Uh, their O-line, they've made some improvements, but it's still graded out by uh, PFF to be, I think, 29th best, <laughs> third worst. 
Um, there's also the Dolphins, for example, because either way, it's going to be either Fitzpatrick, who loves airing it out and doesn't give a fuck, or it's going to be Tua, who is a rookie. Yes, he's accurate, but he hasn't played an NFL snap with no preseason. Could be interesting. Same with Joe Burrow. Obviously, he's got a lot of upside. He's got a lot of potential, but I'd imagine he throws a few picks. Yeah, I, so can we uh, move on completely from IDP for something you've brought up there? I feel like rookie QBs this season, starting the first game of the season, there's going to be a lot of rookie QBs getting destroyed and smashed into the ground where they're just not used to the pace. Mm. Uh, well, we're not 100%. How many? I mean, we know Joe Burrow is going to be starting. Uh, I don't think there's any other... QBs who are likely to be starting. I mean, maybe Tua, depending on what happens with Fitzpatrick. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, Fitzpatrick's mum. Yeah. Um, depending on how long he's out of commission for. Uh, but Justin Herbert is realistically going to be the backup to Tyrod Taylor. Uh, Jalen Hurts back up to Carson Wentz. Although I've got a feeling Wentz is injured at the moment. Um, and then Jordan Love backing up Aaron Rodgers. So I, I'm not sure how much of an impact rookie QB is necessarily going to have other than Joe. Yeah, I don't, I don't think any of the other rookie QBs will actually play more than like five to eight games max. Yeah, it depends <laughs> if they start tanking. I mean, I can't imagine them start tanking to take another QB in the back half. Um I know he's not a rookie, but one person I am interested to see this season unrelated to getting smashed and not being used to the pace or anything is Gardner Minshew. I want to see how he's evolved in the off-season. See if Minshew mustache mania continues. Yeah, that's a very good point. It'll be interesting to see what he does. You know, coming in day one as the starter, like Kenny Kenny last year. With no four net but with the safety blanket of Chris Thompson. Who knows? Who fucking knows? <laughs> Stay silent, okay. right. So my, uh, my next question is, we are, we're transitioning to a 2QB league this season. Mm. Uh, how early do you see yourself drafting a quarterback in this year's draft? Great. Well, I think I, well, I think because I I personally have a keeper QB already, as uh, do both of you. So uh, and uh, there are most of the top QBs are being kept as keepers, except for Patrick Mahomes, who we do expect will be going very high in our draft. Uh, so ever so basically we our keepers we've got Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray are all keepers. Uh, so everyone with a keeper QB, I assume, will be taking a later round QB, uh, unless, of course, they can get their hands on either on Patrick Mahomes. And I think any of us would run up to pick up Patrick Mahomes. But, yeah, I think generally we're going to be going for late round QBs. We're looking at, like, Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, maybe. I mean, I don't want him, but someone will have him. Uh, Jared Goff maybe as a lower tier option 
and there's a few upside players that you want you want to, want to be taking later on. Maybe take two of them if you don't feel safe. Uh, we got a big enough bench, you can do that. Uh, yeah, that's my thoughts on QB this year, really. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I've got the number four overall pick. I'm not expecting to be able to get Patrick Mahomes there, um, especially given that we're, as you said, it's a two QB or super flex league and it's six point per passing touchdown. Uh, so I've got Deshaun Watson. There's Patrick Mahomes, who I'd imagine is going to go top three. But then afterwards, I mean, my kind of targets later rounds, I'm looking at, as you said, uh, the Matt Ryans, maybe Tom Brady, uh, Jared Goff, even Joe Burrow, we've mentioned him already, that I, he's got a lot of weapons around him. And if their offensive line is in any way improved, which it should should be, because they've got uh, their first round pick last year who was injured all season. So they've basically got two first round picks this year one of whom is a left tackle. If he can provide some sort of protection for him, he's got a healthy AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Auden Tate, uh, and John Joe Mixon. John Ross. John Ross, nippy, speedy bastard. Um, yeah, I mean, late round QBs, uh, if, if you already have one, definitely. If you don't, ours is... A tricky one, but you could definitely see Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson going first round in a two QB league easily. I know, especially in a smaller league, as a ten man league, you really want to have the difference makers at position because it because at the end of the day, everyone has a good team in a ten man league. It's just about having a team that's that much that little bit better. And I think having the better QB definitely helps that happen. Yeah, some sort of perfectly the difference maker. That's exactly right. Uh, like Kittle, like Kelsey at the tight end position. Who I equally think will be going quite high. Yes. Kelsey as Kelsey's gonna be second round most likely. Yeah. Uh, at the latest. Yeah. Yeah, our league does love a reach. <laughs> We're a very reachy league. Yeah, we like to reach around or two. We do get ridiculous steals because of the reaching. Yeah. <laughs> It's when it's when a, so when we draft, we all tend to have the same top two hundred in front of us that's been printed off by one person, just for ease of crossing off who's gone. The thing that happens in our league is someone will get skipped, and then they just get ignored for like a round and a half. And everyone is like, "This player must be bad because everyone's avoiding him," and that happens every year. And then you get them a round and a half late, and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, why didn't I draft them?" It's like I don't know. You should have done. This is one of the um, the top tips, really, for for coming into any league. It's, it's play your league. Uh, every league is different. Every league's got their own quirks. You've got certain players that like certain teams, like uh, so you can maybe use that against opposition. Maybe it means that your opposition are going to, for example, everybody knows Craig. You're a Lions fan it doesn't actually mean that you're going to reach for a Lions player necessarily, but it does mean that someone else is going to reach for a Lions player just to try and hurt you. And so if you're, yeah, if you're I've a savvy... Lion in my life. Exactly. And if you're a savvy fantasy player, you can take advantage of that and you can kind of bait people into taking picks that you actually do want them to take. Yeah. News team, assemble!
Joe Mixon is at practice. Oh, excellent. His yeah. migraines have stopped. Uh, no, yeah, apparently. Uh, 14 minutes ago, no sign of Joe Mixon at practice. Seven minutes ago, Joe Mixon is now at practice, so it just rocked up late by the sound of it. Ah, there we go. Sorry, and even more breaking news. Funnily enough, he turned up, his migraines have recovered, and Joe Mixon has just reached an agreement on a four-year extension. Excellent. Good to hear. My this, dynasty team is very happy. Yeah, so who who knew uh, the cure for migraines is actually a big bag of cash? Big bag of cash. True that. Why can't you get that on the NHS? <laughs> uh, for anybody overseas listening, the NHS is a universal healthcare system uh, that we basically mean that when you get cancer and have to go to hospital, you don't go bankrupt and then die. Uh, you ideally do neither. Um, crazy system. Crazy. Yeah. Communism. Something no, it is. It's <laughs> communism. I mean, your tax is actually doing something for you. There's, that's a damn question. Uh, all right. Who, 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 you want, who do you want to avoid in the draft? Who are the higher touted players that you don't want any part of? Uh, for the for their ADP, obviously, because you know if you any anyone is a good value at a certain point. So who is the uh, who is your bus, Jim? I'm horrified that it might be Deshaun Watson. Um given that he has lost DeAndre Hopkins. But more realistically, I think somebody who is set up to potentially fail with lofty, lofty expectations is DeAndre Hopkins himself. Uh, he's not going to be getting the same market share that he got in Houston. He's going to have Kyler Murray throwing him the ball. Yep, fantastic. I appreciate that. But he's not going to be able to rely on 30% of the market share he's up against Larry Fitzgerald he's got Christian Kirk he's got Dan Arnold he's got Kenyon Drake who's a very handy three down back in the backfield and I just don't think he's going to get the volume that people are expecting him to because uh, he's got I mean first or second round ADP at the moment he's Yes, two oh seven. Two oh seven he could be could be an absolute steal, but I but or not under steal. He would be he could uh be worth that. But Kenny Golliday, Alan Robinson, I mean Alan Robinson's gonna get so much volume. Uh Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, all these people who are below him who I think I would rather wait around, take someone like Josh Jacobs, if they're still available, and then come back around and get a Kenny Golladay, Alan Robinson, Cooper Cup type. Yeah, more depth to it, rather than relying on the last season numbers, which become irrelevant once you've moved teams. Like, it is a team sport. An individual's ability can add to that, but you do have to look at the bigger picture. And I think that's something that gets missed a lot uh, in drafts where people pay less attention. People just go solely by the numbers in front of them rather than yeah, taking in the football picture. Yeah, yeah so the, the peripheral. Um, conversely, 
Uh, I mean, uh, he's a potential bust for me, a potential uh, steal for me, or almost, given his ADP and his name, he's almost a sleeper. It's Odell Beckham. Yeah, if, he, uh, he did have a, a bit of an off-season. Due to uh, an injury. He <laughs> wasn't the, great the year before either. That was uh, Again, injured. Yeah, I, okay. I do think he, he has a great upside. I think he is going later than he should be. Um, I like him. He's, he's a good potential breakout. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for me, for a player that I think is being overdrafted, and I hate to say it, it's uh, DeAndre Swift. Yeah. I think, I think he's going too early. Uh, when you can get carry on Johnson for three about three four rounds later, and he's actually going to be the starting running back for week one, and yeah. if he does well with it, he could run away with the job, and they could just sort of use Swift very sparingly because uh, they'll just wait until carry on asks for money, and then they'll replace him. Uh, so, because so, running backs never get paid. Uh, Pretty much a rule. Uh, so yeah, I like Kerryon Johnson, especially for early tell season. Tell that to Joe Migraine Mixon. Well, yeah, if you get migraines, I expect it. But they've got a rookie QB, so they they're going to have a bit of money to to throw around for, we, for the next five, few years. Have we got numbers on his extension? Four years. Um, that's all we know at the moment. I think. Uh, okay, we about seventy to eighty million would be my guess. He's probably what? going to be getting. He'll be getting. Look at he was top end running back money. It's like 15, 16 million a year. It's not that it, much. I swear. What did Bell get? I thought um, Bell got money a year. Maybe, but Le'Veon Bell's fine. Christian McCaffrey is the highest paid. Then Zeke. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Is on four years, sixty-four million. So he's on sixteen million a year. Okay, so it'll be like, it'll be like yeah, like four years, forty with like twelve guaranteed or something ridiculous. He could get fifty. I, I think he's the top-end running back. He, I don't know if it, he wouldn't break the market, but he will be close to top-end market value. Well, obviously the off-field issues uh, might have cut down his price a bit. Now, what about? breakouts, people who historically have been uh, ineffective or marginal in the past, someone who could suddenly become a stud. I'm going to go I'm going to go straight off here. Uh, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, apparently in camp, he has just been destroying the safeties. Uh, yeah, just dominating them. And he's, I think he could, if Stafford stays healthy, this is the year. It's the breakout year. That's the Homer pick. Don't care. TJ Hawkinson gonna have a good year. Okay, I have a follow-up question for Jim on that. Have we ever had a year that isn't this year for <laughs> the Lions in the time we've known Craig? No. I think he said it just before this 0-16 season as well. Um, the Lions have uh, Vegas odds set the over/under at six point five. Yeah, and I'd hammer that over all day. Mm. Well, the odds aren't great. You don't get much money on overs. That would be 10 to 11 or something like that. Um, 
Yeah, so breakouts. You said TJ Hawkinson. I'm thinking Josh Jacobs, if he gets uh, any of the passing work that he wants to get. Uh, I know they've kept Jaden Rashad there, who loves a loves a pass. Um, but Josh Jacobs was used well enough last year as a rookie. Uh, he's a very, very talented runner, and he has some shifty ability coming out of the backfield. I think if he can get 50, 60 passes, uh, then he's going to have an absolutely monster season, uh, especially with Henry Ruggs, who... Spoiler alert, is very quick. Um, with him stretching the field, making the defense drop back, pop it off to Josh Jacobs, 10, 15 yards. I, I, can, I can see him having a huge season. Him and, conversely, uh, what I said about DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins will be down on last year, I believe. However, he is still a weapon, and therefore Kyler Murray has to have a monster season this year, I think. compared, He showed some real flashes last season. He's still got that running ability to give him an extra weapon like DeAndre Hopkins to go with Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, Dan Arnold, Kenyon Drake. I, short of injury, I can't see him failing. Cliff Kingsbury's offense was working brilliantly towards the end of the season. They've backed up their defense a bit there's a lot of good things about Kyler Murray which irritating is your keeper I believe Pam. he is indeed mm. in that That's case a good round pick as well. terrible pick terrible QB doesn't stand a chance <laughs> um, oh, go, going, going off that another player I think is a potential boom is uh, the player they traded away, which is uh, David Johnson. Mm. I think uh, running backs can always be quite productive in Texas uh, over there. I think he'll get a lot of goal line work uh, if Deshaun Watson's good or as good as he was last year. Uh, I think David Johnson is a bit better than Lamar Miller, uh, and I think he could actually be pretty productive. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, know, we know he can catch passes as well. And I think they're paying him enough money; they're gonna use him. Like you go with every player, follow if they're pay, being paid a lot of money, they're going to want to get their value for money. Agreed. I mean, look at last season with the Texans. I mean, Lamar Miller, as you said, was uh, was there, except he wasn't because he tore his ACL just before the, just after I drafted him, the bastard. But uh, they brought in Carlos Hyde. Who yeah, and did was good. and yeah, and he was given 245 carries and a thousand yards with 10 receptions, six touchdowns. Not a bad season for a dude who's Carlos Hyde. David yeah. Johnson is better than Carlos Hyde. Oh, yeah, yeah, no one can disagree with when that. You consider David Johnson was like the face of the franchise, planned future of the Cardinals at one point. Like, what a fall from grace. Yeah, like they quickly, quickly turn on that guy. Because nobody wants to pay a running back. No. It's a great shame. Which is why they hold out, because they need to make money while they can. Yeah. Sleepers. Sleepers. Ooh. My one's going to be a good old little Scotty Miller. Scotty <laughs> Miller? Super late round. 
Uh, I mean, he's probably getting a bit more buzz around his name nowadays, but uh, yeah, Brady likes him. He's the potential third wide receiver in Tampa Bay. Uh, yeah, could be good. I like the fact that he is a grown-ass man at 23 years old who has the balls to go by the first name Scotty. Yeah, you'd think he'd be Scott by now. Yeah, right. Fair enough. He must be a real party animal. You're right, Craig. <laughs> uh, I like Michael Pittman Jr. Everything I've heard coming out of camp about him has been glowing reports. He's big enough that he's basically a tight end. Uh, Jack Doyle is injured. Uh, Trey Burton is injured. Mo Ali Cox is just back from injury. So the Colts essentially don't have a tight end, which means they're going to Philip Rivers, who loves a big body. He loves Antonio Gates. He loved Hunter Henry. He's going to use Michael Pittman instead, I believe. Look what he did with Michael Williams. Give Michael Pittman Jr. on the outside or on those slab routes over the middle. He's the guy's eight touchdowns. I think, and for for a guy coming as late as he is in drafts, the trouble is the more word coming out of camp about how well he's doing, uh, the higher he's rising. But his ADP thirteenth round at the moment, uh, it could be an uh, absolute. It could be a league winner. I think if it if it works out as well as I think it could, big bodies with the nose for the end zone. See? Yeah. Yeah. That nicely wraps up most things. A quick crash course around drafting this year. Yeah, we need to get this done because we have dotted about. We've given tips, tricks, everything. Let's get it done with. Plum, yes. give me an interesting fact about your life. Uh, I'm allergic to penicillin. Don't forget to like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, Plum said it jokingly there, but he's absolutely right. Do like subscribe we're available on instagram uh, at fantasy football uk we're on twitter at ffuk boys and obviously we're on spotify google and soon to be on youtube we're we're working on that uh as we speak five, five star reviews even if you think we're shit just five star and call us yeah five. please yeah just yeah. yeah say what you want about us but put five stars on it first. Yeah, At least have that decency. Have the decency to give us five star, and then whatever it is, we'll read it out. Regardless. Yeah, guarantee that. Actually, I guarantee reading out some five star reviews. Lovely. Thank you very much, everybody. Craig, thank thanks as always. Plum, thank you for joining us. It's always a pleasure. Uh, see you boys on Saturday. Ooh. Oh, it's so close. The talk is coming. Yes. Yes. Bye. Bye.